Hello again, Blockheads. Thank you so much for being here. We got another winner for you. A masterclass in comedy writing free of charge right here on the Writer's Block Podcast. Tonight's episode brought to you by Pants. You know you wear them. My guest is Neil Brennan, co-creator of Chappelle Show and co-writer of the movie Half-Baked. This dude knows more than just a little something about writing for other people, and he's spilling it for your benefit. It doesn't take us long to get to Neil's amazing story about how he and Dave, Chappelle that is, pitched the movie Half-Baked to the suits at Universal Studios using a pile of index cards spread out on a coffee table. He goes into crazy detail and also talks about how they eventually sat down together and actually wrote the thing. Neil tells us about his favorite screenwriting book. Get your pencils out for that one. We discuss the importance of being funny in meetings, which sounds like a no-brainer, but it turns out not everybody's good at that. It's a skill and a necessary one. We talked about Neil's extremely humble beginnings, not as a stand-up at a lowly comedy club, but as a doorman at a lowly comedy club. How do you turn that into a career as a screenwriter? Stick around and find out. Neil uses the word begat, seemingly without thinking I'm going to call him out on it, but I do. And we talk about a phenomenon called the writer's joke. What's that? You're about to find out, and I guarantee it will change the way you approach writing for somebody else, particularly if that person is a comedian. There's way more, but I feel like I'm already spilling too much of it. This is a great episode. I know you're going to like it, so I just want to get to it. Quick heads up, though. Very close to the beginning, Neil and I mentioned Larry, as if you'll automatically know who we're talking about. But it could be any Larry. Hagman, Zonka, Larry from the Three Stooges. Turns out we're talking about Larry Wilmore from The Daily Show, who will hopefully be a guest on this podcast very soon. But that's later, and now is now. And now, and I mean right now, we got Neil Brennan, and it's a huge treat. You're part of the writer's block now. Let's do this. Anything you say that you don't want, you know, if you spit something out, that's a mistake, let me know. Yeah, take that. It's the best way to do it. Yeah. That's why Blake's interviews with us are good, because they're like... You have to like, fuck around and you know, ESPN oops, was like, this is the out. best commercial. This is the best interview I've ever heard with a basketball player. And it's like, yeah, because if you say let's talk and you can cut out whatever you want, they won't talk to you like you're a fucking cop. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> that's how they give interviews. That's like, right. It's like the first forty-eight. Neil Neil Brennan. Welcome. Sir. Well, I should thank you. I, I would say welcome, but I'm in your home. Yes. So thank you for having me. Thanks. Welcome to welcome to Hollywood. Thank you for yeah. I'm sitting out in front. Neil was away from his house when I got here, and so he said, "Meet me out front." And so I'm just sitting on the curb, like like and, fucking Huckleberry Finn. <laughs> yeah, he's hanging on a high on a high shelf. His like <laughs> his corduroy his burgundy corduroys. Yeah, and I was done. I think dangling, I, which I don't even think they made anymore. But, yeah, uh, no, they, they, they. I, I've had, uh, got him in, uh, in junior high. Held, <laughs> held on to, held on for this interview. Couldn't believe they still fit. <laughs> so you could give me shit about yeah. it. Um, welcome to uh, the writer's block. We yeah, that. Thank you. I like it. Yeah, I'm glad that you're doing a, uh, a podcast about writers. Yeah, uh, well, you know what? When uh, when I decided I wanted to do something, I just had to figure out what it would be other than yeah. just talking to comics. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of, I'm talking to a lot of comics still. Yeah, who are but who are writers. Right. 
The uh, um, I ran into you on the street one time with Dave, as a matter of fact, Mr. Dave, the great Dave Chappelle, Chappelle. the great Dave Chappelle, comedy legend Dave Chappelle, comedy legend Dave Chappelle, and I'd met him a couple of times, and I met you a couple of times, and because um, you lived like literally right across the street, yeah, in the Adlon, which yes. I, I wanted to live in. That was a very cool building. That was a very cool building. Yeah, uh, I love Colin the lived there, and Colin Quinn, I believe. Oh, really? And T. Sean Shannon lived there as well. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that. I remember you saying that actually yeah. that night. Because you guys, I, I actually went up to your place, and I think you sat and watched me and Dave get high. <laughs> you did not get high. That was you. That was the only time I ever watched Dave get high with somebody. I'm kidding. <laughs> Never saw that. Before. Never saw that happen. That yeah, was no. The one that's time. That was that's the one how off. you can remember J.R. Howard. Yeah. The, one, the guy who got high with Dave Chappelle yeah. at one time, and then just kind of sat there nervously laughing at everything that he said. <laughs> Which, lucky for you, actually probably was funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the good news about the getting laughter wasn't Chappelle. nervous. It's I like, think I is, was just nervous yeah. for some stupid reason. Well, he's a comedy legend. Yeah, he's a comedy legend. Yeah, it's, it's fun to fun to hang out with him. I uh, speaking of comedy legends, I listened to I, I listened to the uh, Blake Griffin uh, uh, episode of uh, Champs. Yeah, that's my which, podcast, yeah. The Champs. And then I was listening to the Larry one, and I'm gonna, and Larry's going to do mine. You know, uh, next time it comes out to New yeah. York, which is great because he's. A, this guy's done. Like, he's done everything. a lot of shit. To me, he seems like he's just the king of pitching, like to 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 like pitch shows and stuff. Yeah, like he just has it down. It's like a science. He's he sat me down at work one time. Did he really? Yeah, because I was like, I was thinking about, I was asking him a couple of questions, and all of a sudden he just kind of came in and started talking to me and saying, "This is what I do," and he started going through the whole process. And I told him, I went, you know, and then I got to know him better, and I asked him to do the podcast, which we'll do later this year. And uh, um, he said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And I said, dude, I'm going to want to talk to you about pitching because of that one talk. Yeah. He's all right. Sure. Yeah. No, he's a, he's a sharp. He's yeah, he just knows how to do shit. it. And he knows like what the, what, what people are looking for and how to present it to him and how to give exactly the right amount to give. And I don't know right. how often you've gone into pitch stuff. Yeah. I, that's something that I've never, th- I, the, the way I, I started out pitching uh, back in, there were no podcasts when I started pitching. This is in right. the 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, so I remember that there was a documentary about Lowell Gans and Babalu Mandel who had written for Happy Days and they wrote uh, City Slickers and they wrote Splash. They'd written a bunch of like kind of, they were like the king of 80s comedy, like Ron Howard, Gary Marshall type movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that maybe they wrote Big, they did a rerun on Big maybe. Uh, and I remember seeing a documentary where they had index cards on a wall, uh, and it was like, oh, all right. And they sort of explained, like, yeah, you just kind of go card by card, and those are sort of your scenes or at least your areas. So then I was getting into screenwriting. This is in like 95, 96. So I started doing that. And then, and then um, Chappelle had called me and said, hey, if Universal calls... I just had a meeting at Universal with this producer, Bob Simons. If they call, say we're writing a weed movie. Now, he and I had never discussed a weed movie before. But I was like, okay. So then Universal called almost on the other line. They were like, so you and Dave Shaw are writing a weed movie? I was like, yeah. Like right. you had to be like, oh, wait, wait, yeah, Dave, literally hold on. Like, there's a line, there's a call uh, coming yeah, in. Yeah, we're writing a weed movie. That's the ticket. Like, so, so then we had like a month to come up with a weed movie. And there were there was a book called The Writer's Journey that I read a lot, and it was like really uh, informed. It was basically Joseph Campbell, like the mythic structure broken down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the book's written by a guy named Christopher Vogler, 
And it's basically cliff notes for Joseph Campbell's Hero with the Thousand Faces, whatever. And uh, so I told you, I was like, you got to read this book. It's really good. It just outlines like Star Wars and the Matrix and all these movies. Before but the how, to, how to go about it? How to mean? go about writing a screenplay, basically. And not Sid Fieldy, like more of a structural... Sid Fieldy's okay, though. Yeah, I mean... yeah, yeah. I, but Sid Fieldy, I feel like, is very... There's something about the writer's journey that I find invaluable. Like, yeah. I'll give it... so. And I remember Dave reading it and be like, "Yep." Sid Fieldy, right. maybe maybe it's like that's a little bit textbooky kind of. Yeah. Sid Fieldy textbooky. Yeah. Whereas the writer's journey is more into like it's more hands on. Uh huh. Sure. And it's it gives better examples. Where I feel like Sid Field is more likely to like allude to Chinatown. Uh, the writer's journey will allude to Star Wars. Uh-huh. If that uh, if you can if that's a clear enough difference like, and and. Uh, in fact, Joseph Campbell went to like stay with George Lucas for a long time because George Lucas drew on his shit so much for Star Wars. Anyhow, so 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 then me and Dave outlined in a night. We outlined half baked the day before we had to pitch it on index cards, like I'd seen on the stupid documentary. Because <laughs> you'd seen it that way. Literally, thought, I'd it. seen it on a documentary. Oh my god! And uh, like that's the reason why. And then we went and we sold the fucking pitch on these based on these stupid. What ass. did you put the index cards on? Like a, yeah, we just laid them out on the coffee table. Oh, laid them out on the coffee table. Yeah, in the meeting. And, yes, and pitched. <laughs> Jesus Christ! And it, but it here's the thing is, it, even if that's unconventional, yeah, it worked for people. They were like, "You guys had those cards. That was great." Because they see when I feel like when you're pitching, you're asking people for hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, like you know, give them yeah. something. Yeah. Right. 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 So what's on those cards? So so this is a this is a funny thing because you guys obviously Dave has a meeting with Universal, I guess you said. Yeah. For whatever, like they want to meet him. The, yeah, he they, was they, hot they, from Nutty yeah, Professor. Yeah, sure. So they and so it not necessarily he doesn't even know that they're going to ask him for ideas. No. Maybe. So they so they say, what do you got? Well, I got a movie about weed because he's just thinking yeah, that because he, he got high weed. before he went yeah, in there yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> he just loves probably, weed. Probably, yeah. I could probably do something about that. A couple yeah. of stoners getting yeah. in trouble. Great. Let's like a weed. train spotting for weed. I think that was the idea. That's Train that, spotting had just come out. Oh, I love that. Like that there's still the combination of like, it's like train something spotting meets, yeah. uh, you know. Yeah, um, up and smoke. Up and smoke. Yeah. Yeah, which is exactly how I would describe. Half-baked. Yeah, absolutely. When that I mean, was the it, idea, does it work? It kind of works, I guess. Yeah, no, that was the idea. It was train spotting for wheat. So it was like, <laughs> so, so. Is that those words escaped your lips at one point? Uh, yeah, that's what he said. Oh my! Oh, that's what he told. I think virtual. that's what he told me. Oh my god! I think maybe we saw train spotting together, and he was like, "You could make one of those for weed," and then. <laughs> And then all of a sudden he's sitting at Universal, yeah. pitches yes. that they eat it. And I had written a script that wasn't very good. And this, again, this comes down to just being funny. I'd written a script that wasn't great, but I got a meeting with this guy, Bob Simons. One of his development ladies had had read it. She was a friend of a friend. The, the buddy was like, hey, you should meet this guy, Neil. Even though the script wasn't great, he's funny. Go in. I'm funny in the room. Right. Yeah, meet yeah. with Bob. Huge thing. Huge Huge thing. thing. Someone said to me, like, man, why do I got to be a comedian friend of mine who, who's getting meetings now? It's like, sweet. I got it. So if I'm funny in the room, that means I'm going to be funny on a TV show? It's like, yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. It's like, it's like, if you think, if you're going to complain about that, it's like complaining about like, oh, if a girl wants to fuck me, if I, I'm, I got to be clever and cute at a bar. Yes, dummy. Yeah. You absolutely do. Uh, and then, and then I met with Bob and her boss and I was really funny in that meeting. 
And to the point where the guy that I was with was like, dude, you were really funny in that meeting. Like, I just was like a ham. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's before I did stand up, I would just pitch would be like the closest. Well, where you to, were doing stand up already. No, then, then I went. I didn't really start doing stand up until I did a little bit in the oh, So when you were at Boston, you were just nope. working the door. Just you weren't doing stand up. No. What the just fuck? Just giving people jokes. I thought you were you writing jokes for people? I'd give people tags. Okay, just watching their act and say, you should say this. Yeah, I had a joke that I wrote down in the notebook that Jay Moore was my roommate. He then went through my notebook and took it. (laughs) It was early Jay Moore. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and just took it. was like, that's a good joke. Did it for like 10 years. And I was like 19 (laughs) when he stole it. Um, but you weren't using it. You no, I wasn't using it. Yeah. I mean, it's still a shit. It's still a dick move. But I was. I, yeah. I really wasn't using it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's still weird. totally immoral. But it's, it's weird. yeah, it's a gray area. I wasn't using it. Um, uh, so yeah, I was like, I wanted, but I would always go like, oh, I'll just be a writer. And it's like when Larry, that was when Larry David first kind of got known. It's like '92. So I was like, this is before Seinfeld was really hot. But but what did he do to get known? Because he was he wrote Seinfeld. He no, I know. Well, yeah, 89, but, I mean, 90, 91. but you still didn't know what he looked like. I mean, no, the but I knew from I kept my brother Kevin's a comedian, so I knew people that knew Larry David. They were like, "Yeah, Larry David was just a fucking guy comic at the Improv, who was not a good comic, and he would turn on the audience." And then Jerry Seinfeld just said, "Let's write something," and then they write this show now. It's fucking great, right? And everyone in New York loved it. It wasn't like a big rating success yet, but it was getting there. And I was like, "Oh, that'd be a cool thing to be." Like, be Larry David. And, uh... You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, so, so yeah, so then that kind of became my goal. Uh, and then I, and then I'd give people jokes, um, tags, maybe say this, you know. And then once guys got, for no money, and I was broke, and they were broke, and then once guys got, like, little jobs writing, where they had to write stuff for MTV and shit like that, they go, hey, come help me with this, like, Elon Gold, guys like that, uh... And and then from that I got uh, jobs like on cable shows out here, like MTV singled out. I wrote for yeah, like yeah, twenty so, yeah, uh, Nickelodeons, all Kenan that. Keenan and Kel, because Keenan and Kel were in the same. Keenan and Kel sketch stuff. All that was sketch stuff. Okay. Keenan and Kel were a spinoff of that. All that shared an office with singled out, and I remember just go over and talking to those guys. Yeah, right. And uh, and I knew Jay Moore was on SNL, and I'd pitch him sketches. De- Jay and a couple of them got on, and then next door was uh, all that, and they were like, "Oh, you got sketches on SNL?" I was like, "Yeah, I pitched an idea, whatever." Um, and uh, and then that sort of begat work there, and then that kind of, and then and then and then it was uh, then it became begat. It just begat. got it just got biblical. Yeah, in here. it sure did. Um, <laughs> One thing no, begat it's, another. No, it's been biblical. Um, Little did I know. And, uh, and then, yeah, so, so, but I always trace it back to writing jokes for free. To yeah. me, that is the, the key, like Larry well, that's Charles Well, that's what you do it. as a stand-up if you're doing the stand-up, you're writing jokes for yeah. free. And when, the, the, like, my first actual paid thing was almost writing jokes for free because it was writing uh, monologue jokes for Bill Maher, like back when I was fa- literally faxing them in. For politically incorrect when they yeah, in New yeah, York, yeah, politically incorrect in New York, and they and um, and you'd get. I thought I think I got fifty bucks if they used one. Yeah, and um, and he'd never did a bunch of monologue jokes, but um, and he had a bunch of people faxing and he had his staff. But I was getting on two or three jokes a week. 
Yeah. And, which was high. And then I started doing the warm-up. And also, up, you, and you meet is people. Any better feeling than fucking getting jokes on when you're... I mean, there's no... Yeah, there's, and getting a, getting a check for any amount of money. You're like, holy shit, really? For writing This comedy? could actually keep happening. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, what? Wait, what? Who? You, I got... Do you, you guys... Do you guys not realize I get adrenaline from this? <laughs> like I like the idea of having a joke on a TV show is like it's crazy. Yeah, let's go back to the uh, uh, the the pitch for Half Baked and yeah. the Universal thing. So, like, it seems like you were just like super green. Yeah, and was Dave also? I mean, he 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 had a little more experience. He in front had of experience, cameras and, stuff and like he had that. done some pilots, but I mean, relative and he was to hot. where we knew who he was. And he had he done a well in that professor. Of, and there's he, a certain level of confidence that comes with yeah. that, especially when you're going into a room to impress people. Yeah. You, they have no idea who the fuck you are. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. So now, so does Dave, So, but, you've, you, but you're the one with the index cards. Yeah, I mean, we would share them. Like, it wasn't like, eh. And that's the thing about, that I, that I always like to disabuse people of is like, um, you know, everybody assumes because Dave's a comedian and a black comedian that, and I'm a white guy writer comedian and i used to just be a writer that i organize everything and he's just <laughs> yeah, a crazy sure. well you're bound to be the brains of the outfit <laughs> yeah no it would seem like that yeah, except yeah, right. when uh dave's one of the smartest people that's ever mm-hmm. lived and has an analytical mind it's like so well he broke down a race you don't think he can break down a fucking screenplay structure you know what i mean or like a sketch i like like his but dad, maybe but you but so you benefited from racism no i didn't but be- I'll, I'll explain to you all right <laughs> wait a minute then no uh so so people like to assume uh-huh. that day i was the organizer and dave was a crazy joke writer meanwhile we can both write jokes right and we can both organize like that's the like i had people come to me and go like seriously how much of that did he write like when the script really? was hot. We knew. Like people who should know better? When, yeah. Wow. when Like producers. When we wrote the script, we said to each other, literally 1997, we're writing the script. I said, look, man, we'd be well served not to attribute jokes to one another. Meaning not to say who wrote what. I go, because I can already tell you, you're going to get all the credit in the comedy community uh, just because you're a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a doorman. And uh, and I'm gonna get all the credit credit in the movie community. I was like, so let's just share credit because otherwise, once people see it, when people go, what, who wrote what joke? What they mean is like, who can I discount? So it's always you kind of agreed ahead of time to be like, yeah. no, we just we wrote the thing together. That's yeah. what we did. Yeah, yeah. People go like, literally, I would type, would turn it to him, he would type, would turn it back to me. But in, is that is that in, but that's in fact how it went down. That's a hundred percent how it went down. You guys were always together? Did yes. you ever take assignments and go off no. and say, you work on this? Nope. Sc- this One time, he was somewhere. I had to do a rewrite. Yeah, for yeah. For a reshoot. I did. I, I, I A long time ago, I, I wrote a, uh, um, a a pilot with a guy that way. And I can't imagine um, doing the different assignments and, and taking yeah, off. Yeah, I think you just end up, one person ends up. Yeah, like we were, just so, we were both so invested in it yeah. that it's sort of like, I, I'm, I'm not going to try to do this without Dave there, yeah. you know, because that doesn't make sense. I got to run it by him anyway. And maybe you start getting some yeah, pissed you, off. You can like, get oh, into a liberty. bad area. You can get into an area. The other person doesn't want to go down. Right. Like, I don't want the scene to be like that. Also, there's something about being together. I don't want the horse to die. Chappelle once referred to he and I as thrill killers. 
where it was like, yeah, chop her fucking head off, Dave. Like, I'd start a joke, and then he'd be like, oh, we can do that type of joke, but way harsher or way bigger or way just sort of like, I like would start the hole, and then he would, and, and vice versa. Like, he would, and I'd be like, oh, I know what joke you're going for. Right. But, um, like, like that R. Kelly sketch is a good example. Somebody had pitched a gay R&B singer. And I was like, I know what he's getting at. He's getting at R. Kelly. So let's just do a song about pissing on people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, someone has an idea and then you go, oh, no, I can top it. Just go um, ahead and do the actual thing. Yeah, like, what do we even, like, why are we, it's like, let's just get into it. Uh, and I think that's the, 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 the upside of writing with someone. Is, well, yeah, they, as long as you like, can, as long as you can tolerate them. And yeah, yeah, that's huge. It's like driving across country with somebody. Right. Uh, it's huge. And also that you want to impress them. In a, in a real way, like you really imagine feel like, writing a screenplay with somebody that you're in a car driving across the country with. Unbelievable. I don't know if that's possible. I'm sure it is. It might make a nice movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should drive and write it. <laughs> we should do that. So you guys go in and pitch this thing. And you're laying out the index cards. You're doing your thing. It's going well. You were, you, were, you, we're also like, improvising. Did, it was yeah, just one sure, of those yeah, things yeah, yeah. where, So like, you're hitting it again. Another meeting yeah. where you're both being funny. Like, Barry Katz, who was the, Dave's manager at the time, said it's still the best pitch he's ever seen. He's in the room with you. Yeah. He That's was crazy. Dave's manager. Crazy. Uh, the best pitch he's ever seen. He's seen a ton of them. The guy. Yeah, I'm sure he's seen hundreds at this point. Yeah, he wouldn't Because we that. were just 23. We were, like, fresh-faced. And we were fucking funny. And enthusiastic. And charming and enthusiastic. Yeah. And you could tell we had like interpersonal chemistry. Right. We liked each other. It felt like, uh, oh, I'm going to look back on this. It felt like the be- like a movie about making it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like spinning newspapers and shit. Like it was great. And then pitch, and then we, and then you pitch to the producer. You had the you had the whole outline. You had the whole outline, ending, beginning, middle, end, jokes, whole thing. And are they interrupting as you go along? Yeah, but not really. Not much. If there's, they could interrupt more. Yeah. Um. And then, so we sold to the producer. The producer's like, "All right, Bob Simons. He's like, he done had to Gilmore, and uh, and Problem Child, and uh, Billy Madison at that point." And uh, he was like, all right, I'll produce it. So me, his first look deal was at Universal. So once he's the producer, then we have to go to his executive and pitch it to his executive. Right. Who will then say, okay, I'll give you money for this script. You had to repitch it to somebody yeah. else. Yeah. And we had to pitch it to Disney also because that's where Dave had a deal. So did you try to duplicate that pitch? To... I mean, was it basically Yeah, you're you just the doing thing. the same set. Yeah. I mean, it's a stand-up thing where you're just doing the same set. Right. And... and uh and it Disney wanted to buy it also, but it was kind of like you're gonna make a weed movie. It was sort of silly. Yeah. So then Universal was like, "We'll buy it." And they didn't give us a ton of money, but it was you know how close to the. Uh, um, and then they and then you go off and you write. The yeah, full and then thing we up. have spinning have, the like, computer around to each other and yeah, and and, and, and we would just copy each other's jokes. rooms and yeah, try to blah blah blah. How about this? How about this? And uh, how how close do you think the the uh, the final product? The was? final final product was yeah. not. That close because it became a matter of uh, is that when the suits come in and yeah, you got to change and this and that. This, it was like darker and ours was kind of darker and and a little crazier, like yeah. a little weedier. They made it into more of like an amusement park. Yeah, I, like like for instance, all right, so we're twenty three, and 
were excited. Like we pitched it in March, I think, and we were shooting in July. And everyone was like, Jesus you know, this Christ. never happens. We were like, sure, it doesn't. It does for us, bro. Like we turned it in in May, and I remember we turned it in draft, and we're like, all right, well, we stayed up all night, and then we woke up, and there was a note like Bob Simon called. That they... <laughs> okay. But because this is how what a great producer Bob Simon is. He knew the president of Universal, and he knew that they had a gap in their release schedule from the first quarter of '98. So he's like, I got a movie I can turn around really quick. Just give me seven million bucks. I can get you a movie for for President's Day weekend. And then so then so we turn a script in May, and Bob's already like, Oh no, this is coming out in January. Like, and we just thought that's how it worked. Like we just thought like, oh, that's and everyone's like, this is not how movies work. Like, <laughs> we're like, sure, Trust whatever. Us. When Trust we us. write it, this think, is how it works. I think we know. Give Never me a minute. I have to again. go back to the dating game yeah, yeah, exactly. thing I'm working on. Um so uh so then it's like, all right, so then we we stay up all night, finish a draft, go to sleep, and we'd wake up like the kings of Hollywood. Like, have you read this script? It's fucking great. Oh, yeah, that was the thing, right? Yeah. There was like, uh, there was, that script had like the biggest buzz yeah. thing ever going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, I you weren't even that. in comedy. No, 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 no. No, I was, I was, I was. Oh, I mean, you like, were like, you were in when, like, well, when was, what year? 97. Was, 97. I mean, I had, yeah, no, I was, I started in the, at the Daily Show in 96. Okay. All right. So you and were I, in. You know, so, 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 you so heard I'm in, tell. I know what's going on. I know who you yeah. guys are. Yeah. And then, and I, I remember hearing. Yeah. Like uh, that, that you guys handed in the script and it's the shit and, and it's yeah. just this big, huge thing and everybody's talking about it. And I was like, really? Yeah. The doorman kid? Yeah, the, exactly. The <laughs> what, shaggy ragamuffin. Yeah. So then I start getting meetings. Like you got to write this, you got to write that. I want you to write a movie for Chris Farley. We want you to write a movie for... This person, a blind, I had a blind deal, which is like, I just, and whatever the idea is. This, and you're still in the process of making the other Yeah, movie. we haven't even made it yet. They're already uh, pitching other stuff to yeah. you based on this based on. Yes, this you script. can do this. You can do anything. I And I, to Chappelle, again, such a fucking bright guy. He goes, he looked at me at one point and goes, you know, you're a fucking witch doctor at this point. He's like, based on what we just did, you're like a witch doctor. People don't know what just happened. So you're basically just like a shaman. I remember knowing that I something was afoot when I was in a meeting at Universal and Quentin Tarantino had just written uh, Jackie Brown and the script was going around and everybody was talking about what they thought of it. And someone goes, what do you think of it? And like everyone so leaned you? in. Yeah. And everyone leaned in. Everyone like, leaned in like fucking E.F. Hutton was talking. Yeah. <laughs> Totally just gonna say that. Uh, like, what do I like? But part of me, and part of me was like, who gives a shit what I think of it? So then you just get all these deals, and then we got to go shoot the movie. What happened then is it just kind of got away from us in that uh, we were just like they put people in it, and they who directed it? Girl named Tamara Davis, woman named Tamara Davis. Her buddy, her uh, her buddy, her husband's Mike D from the Beastie Boys. Okay, um, and. Uh, she, you know, she did a good job. It's just like production design, just a ton of stuff. Like they just made it way too colorful. And I remember me and Dave walked on set and he whispered to me like, is this how you thought it was going to look? And I was like, no. Is this how you thought it was going to look? And he was like, no. Huh. And then you're just sort of like, well, we're here and there's nothing we can do about it. There's not a fucking thing we can do about it. We're in Toronto. We had gone, I, I mean, we, we turned the script in and they're like, all right, so it was Friday and we're like, so Monday, you guys are going to go start scouting locations. And we were just like, what the fuck is going on? It was crazy. So did you honestly think that that's how 
Yeah. It worked. Kind of. That's hilarious. You've learned you've learned differently since. Yeah, I've never it's never happened again that way for me in fifteen years. Um, no, how could it? Yeah. Uh, a, I mean, a, in some like ways, a three you or can, four month turnaround from, from yeah, you kind of can. It's certain if you, you know, I think Sandler has movies like that that turn around quick. Um, well, if you're at a certain level, I suppose, yeah. and they know they're going to, or make a it. low level where someone's got to, you got to shoot in the summer. You're working with a lot of TV comics, people that are on sitcoms, right? So if you have an idea, like right now it's March 11th, I feasibly could have it. I have an idea right now that I'm got to pitch. Uh, that I could technically I could shoot in the summer hmm. you know what I mean right like I, I'm sure it won't happen that way but technically it could but it won't happen that way do you have the index cards ready to go yeah they're ready I literally they're over there in my cabinet <laughs> it's a Kevin Hart movie oh is it really yeah yeah well and again just Kev's like does Kevin Hart know that yeah I told him the idea and he's like it's a fucking hilarious idea and it's another one of those things. Is like I just know him from the Boston Comedy Club, right. I know him from doing shows at the Cellar, and he'll watch me, and I'll watch him, and it's just like, yeah. So, so now with the like with the Kevin Hart idea, you ha- you get this idea, you you get it specifically with him in mind. Um, you call him and say, "Here's it's the an idea, idea I've had for ten years." But you figure he more. fits into it. You see him. You, it's an idea I had ten years ago. Pitched it to Dave. He was like. He didn't want to do it for a specific reason that I won't uh-huh. get into. Right. And but it's a good idea. And then I was talking to somebody. I was like, I have this idea. I don't know. I'm friends with Kevin Hart. And you could do like he's doing great. He's really funny. He's and you came up with it ten years ago. Yeah. If not more. And uh, and what it just kind of resurfaced. Yeah. It just yeah. it never. It's a good idea that no one's made. Like, right. You just go. Oh, that would be a good idea. Hey y'all, J.R. Havlin here. Just a friendly reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Write to me at writersblockpodcast at gmail. I will respond. And don't forget that Writers Block comes out every other Wednesday now. The next episode is with the lovely and talented Megan Gans, writer for Modern Family. I know I say this all the time, but it's another good one. Scout's Honor. Also Scout's Honor? I was never actually a scout. Look for Megan's episode on May 22nd. As for now, let's get back to my interview with Neil Brennan. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, uh, something that you and Larry um, uh, were talking about on your podcast, um, Larry Wilmore. It was a really interesting discussion about writer's jokes. Do you yeah, know that goes about? back to Half-Baked. It goes, me and Brewer, after Half-Baked... Well, let's explain what writer's jokes are. Yeah, Just no, a quick I will. Definition. I'll explain, okay. I'll, okay. I'll explain where I, it, it sort of, I first became aware of it. After Half-Baked, uh, one of the deals I got was to write a movie with Brewer and Tracy, Jim Brewer and Tracy Morgan. And uh, this is 98. And I remember pitching a joke to Brewer for the movie. And it was basically Brewer, Tracy's playing a woman. Uh, I think I've seen the poster on 30 Yeah, Rock. you have. <laughs> on 30, you've, multiple times. Um, and and, and so they're white trash. Brewer plays like a white trash couple. Brewer plays a white trash guy who falls in love with a black woman. And uh, and that black woman is Tracy, is Tracy Morgan. Morgan, of course. Um, uh, and at some point, this is in 1998. I had the idea of Brewer misses him, and is just sort of looking wanly into the distance and sees Tracy in the form of a cloud. 
Now this is before I think it was before the the Disney commercials where they had that like Mickey Mouse in the form of a cloud. Okay. Again, this is like way before like that was now. That's a fairly standard joke. Like, and Brewer goes, "Eh, it's a writer's joke," and I didn't know what he meant. What he means is, as a performer, he's not getting the laugh. The cutaway is getting the laugh. The image is getting the laugh. Now I'm kind of of the mind that you need. It, you know, it's like Jack Benny would say, anyone gets a laugh, you're getting a laugh. If Johnny Carson would say, if someone's getting a laugh on your show, ultimately you're getting the laugh. Like, you get a cut of the laugh if it's on yeah, your show. Because the Tonight Show was funny. Yeah. But what I came to realize later on, writing with Dave, is I'd pitch a sketch and Dave would go, what am I going to do with that? It's like a premise sketch. I can't perform a character. I can't. So I'm doing a voiceover. It's like not lively. But that seems like a relatively, that seems like a legitimate beef. No, it is a legitimate beef. And that's what a writer's joke is. A writer's joke is like, it's clever, it's thinky, but it's not like very human and it's not very wet. Well, it's not based um, on... It's not based on the performer on a, saying on a something. Persona, on a particular a f- persona. Persona or saying something funny or saying something in a funny way. You and know. that is something that... People who are accustomed to performing don't want to do because it's like I'm not I'm not doing it. Yeah, I don't I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a, I don't want to be a straight man to a cloud. Yeah, I don't precisely. I want to I want to get a laugh, and I and for I would be like it's stupid to do that. But ultimately, you're better off kind of doing what the performer wants. Well, that's and then like I think Seth it, always Seth Meyers always says what SNL has taught him ha- is if a performer doesn't want to do it, the celebrity doesn't want to do it. Don't fucking make him do it. Write something else. Just right. come up with something. Even if you think it's a great idea and it's going to kill. and They don't want to do it. Fuck it. They, it's there. Then that's what I like about writing for guys like Seth at the Correspondence Dinner or the Espies or Chappelle or whomever is like, look, man, it's your funeral. I'll write a joke. If you don't want to do it, cool. I like working directly with performers instead of a producer who's like, I don't think he'll like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or well, I no, don't think that's his voice. Or that's a like, really difficult thing to... Well, you know, for, I mean, fortunately, like, at, at, at The Daily Show, John is so hands-on with everything that it's never somebody else saying, John's not going to yeah. like that. You know, some... They'll they'll pick from certain jokes to pitch to him, and he might not see... Like, if, if there are five jokes that we all yeah. say, here, let's do these jokes off of this, they might pick one or two. Yeah, to pitch to him and not the other three. So you you know you 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 whittle it down that way. But that's that's part of your job. Yeah. But ultimately, it's still it's not you like saying no. None of these are good for him. Right. Yeah. Or it's, it's always like, him mm, at the end saying like no. I, we don't I think want it's like no no no. I get it. If I'm if I'm like that's that's what's it's like. Yeah. Well, if you don't want to. If I pitch a joke to Seth and he goes, I don't want to do that. It's like all right, cool. I'm betting you have a reason why. And I bet you know that's I mean that's an interesting thing when you're talking about like writing for other people and in, and in essence when you're writing a sitcom or you're writing for a show or you're writing uh, you know a movie you're writing for somebody yeah. else ultimately a lot of times depending on who that person is if it's a comic who's acting they might be a little more like get rid of the writer's jokes than a comedic actor who would be like hey if this is what it if this a is comedic actor with. who is pr- probably less funny than a yeah maybe. But but might also not be a better, real. not a better, uh, not a worse actor, uh, 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 you know. Uh, but meaning like they, 
a comic can has a has an imagination for what can get a laugh. Whereas well, an actor the, goes like, I'll try it, I'll sell it, and, da, 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 da. Yeah. and it's like, no, it's not gonna get. You can sell, you can't sell a piece of garbage. I mean, you can try, but you ain't. Whereas a comic will go, oh, this is a piece of garbage. Yeah, right. I know this is a piece of garbage. Well, or more specifically, a piece of garbage <clears throat> might be that as well. But more specifically, for me. Yes. So like so so like you know when I was thinking about that whole concept of a writer's joke or something it has much more to do it it comes into play much more when the person that you're writing for is has a, the stronger the persona the more likely that they're going to say this is a writer's joke or you're going to run into that yeah. trouble because you have to write for that person if you're writing a joke for Judah Friedlander right you know you can't write something that you know the the world's greatest man is not going to yeah. say. Yeah. You know, and the shit that he does, he... I, I think of Judah jokes once a month. Judah, the the thing I like about him, you know, it's, uh, he's been in New York a lot and I've been, you know, I've gotten to see him on stage a number of times. We both work at the, um, at the, uh, at Gotham a lot. I happen to be down there with him and I'll always stick around and watch him. You know, he's been working on that character for so long. Yeah. And, what he's just so good at is like everything that he writes is so consistent with that character. He's just so good at writing for his character and then right. delivering on that character. Right. That's that he's just gotten better and better at over yeah, the years. Yeah, that's but I yeah but like and I'll very think of jokes stuff. for that character every once in a while. I thought of one two days ago and I never pitched them because I'm afraid to. Right, because you think, how do you think that you know me? It is a pretty specific yeah. thing. Whereas I'll pitch jokes of fucking. I'll pitch tags to Chris Rock. Like I'll pitch pitch tags to like the best comics. Do you I've ever been, feel like I I do that to people? Do you ever feel a little? You feel a little bit weird sometimes. I, that's just something that you've done for. Now, so long. I've done it for so long yeah. that I don't even feel a little bit weird. And also, I'm pretty much always grateful when someone does it to me. Well, plus you can you 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 know you have you have the confidence like uh, um to go in and know that uh that uh, hopefully you have them know also that your attitude is. Take it or leave it, man. Yeah, you know, and no, also nobody's hurting the, anybody's feelings. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying this because yeah, what you're I doing is not here, funny. Yeah, I'm just like, hey, I thought of this. Yeah, right. Take it or leave it. Thought you might want to do the. Hey, yeah, maybe you take can it or leave it. Sunday. I was watching your act and I thought of this. Take it or leave it. I do it. I've done it with. That's how I met Dave. Yeah. Uh, used to deal with Jay Moore, Dave, and then recently it's fucking everybody. Like, yeah, right. Because I'm at the cellar every or the cellar, the store, the comedy store, the Laugh Factor, any of these places, and it's like. If I see someone doing, and they, and my jokes work a lot. And so now, what about? But you're also and, but doing, you're also, doing a ton of stand up. So yeah, that's also writing? the. But that's also like the job of a director is, and eh, you say this, you say that. Like it's, and particularly a comedy director, you're mm. just going maybe say this. I have an idea. Maybe say this. You know, you have to have the confidence to do it, and you have to have the knowledge to do it. Yeah. You have to. You have to bend to editing. You have to done. Yeah, you have to. And you've bend done your down. share of directing. I mean, you, yeah, you, you did. You just did Amy Schumer's. Yeah, did show Schumer's starts show. at the end of April. Uh, yeah, I directed half the sketches on that. That was really fun. Amy is it Schumer. all sketches? No, did? it's like some. It's sketch, a bit of stand up, bit of Man on the Street, and a bit of just like an interview with her stand up or does she have guests? Her stand up. Yeah. Okay, but it all a lot of. I find most of the directing is just hey, you say this, you say that. I mean, ultimately, that's what it comes down to. You have to figure out a way to do that without giving him a line read and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, but some people are like, give me a line read. What do you want? And it's like, because they know, like, this guy's pretty funny. He's not going to give me a shitty line read. Right, right. I mean, some people are very, uh, 
you know. You but, wait for them to ask you to do that. Yeah, thing. but also like you can, you know, there, there's, yeah, there's ways to, yeah, it's like, not you say, it's just like, all right, you know, there's a script and then you're, you, the Harold Ramis says like, he only uses the script as a last resort, which is, I think, an interesting, it's like, let's just be funny and if we need to use the script version. I'm of the mind of like, if you write, a good script's a good script. Yeah. And Woody Allen doesn't improvise and you know what I mean? Like, right, a right. lot of people don't. Shakespeare, not a lot of improvisation. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah. Like... Hey, listen, this is just words on a page, man. That's, no, Will, that's Willie Shakespeare like, right there. Improv, yeah. You know it didn't improv. The Back, best writing ever. Backstage at the Globe. Yeah. You know, it's just are like, you, hey, man. Are you married to this? <laughs> Phil? <laughs> are you really? All right. I want to uh, play with the monologue a little bit. That is so funny. Just whatever scene that that could, whatever sketch or whatever that that could go into the idea of improv actors at the Globe. Yeah. Back then, asking William Shakespeare if he's married yeah. to this. Yeah. writing a thing right now which we talked about whatever it's i'm writing a, a, a i'm writing commercial chris rock called me based on uh seeing him at clubs and pitching jokes to him he knows i did Chappelle right. show we're friendly but in the last three four months i would see him and then i would email him some some tags i would uh i had a he had a 9-11 joke i was like try saying this and this is my favorite comedian ever, Chris Rock. Yeah, uh, it's uh, yeah. And I, a, but yeah, I just can't help it. Like I can't help it. I did it with Martin Marin, who doesn't like me. I saw him do a bit, and I was like, dude, I, you might want to say this, and he ended up using it. Like we had beef, and it's like I can't not. So anyway, when people go, you know, and also Rock, Rock, and I are friends on Facebook, and I will have my Twitter feed is on my Facebook. And he will write like funny underneath jokes, okay. which is hilarious. Like Chris Rock, literally, you think it's a fake account. It's just like funny. Uh, so he knows I'm funny more off of social media and just pitching jokes. Anyhow, yeah, which is another so, weird thing. Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing with comedy is people don't know you're funny unless they see it. I can't take your word for it. If you if I say that if you go this guy's funny, I'll be like, well, we'll see. Yeah, right. And then if you don't do well that night, you have a big hole to dig yourself out. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. Whereas with drama, it's you know this guy's really. If good for writing. whatever reason that pitch yeah. at Universal didn't go the way that it did, yeah, you would not be in the shoes that you're in no, right now. These are not. nice shoes. They are really, really nice. There's nice. a little nice. Yeah. It's a nice teal. Yeah. It's a good it's a, color. It's a nice Nike. I don't think I'm not into the yellow. Well, you'll get yeah. into it. No. Nah. Um. Yeah. No. So so I'm writing I'm writing things for Beats by Dre, uh, the speaker. It Chris plays in the animated, online ads. Online ads. Some are going to be. I don't even know when. I don't know when you're going to put this up. I don't even know if it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm writing them for Chris and Eminem, and and these are you know it's like my favorite comedian, and my favorite one of my favorite rappers. So I'm writing it, writing bits for them to do, and I'm like, if they don't want to do them, I can't really be like, right. fuck you guys. Yeah. You right. Fucking doing it. it's like no. Here's an area. Let's go into this area. But also, like, if in that in that case, I uh, went into this area. Here's some bits I got. He, here, you guys do got you want to do it? Because if not, I can this. do something else. Yeah, later. like here, and I'm not I'm not going like you have to say that you have to say that. You well, but you also that. know in this case you're definitely not in a position to even approach it that way. Right. Well, I mean, he asked me to write it. 
And right, but you know, Eminem. Your hands I think Eminem is. I don't never met him. I met him a long time ago, and I don't. And I know he he respects me, but I don't think he's going to be like whatever Neil says. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it's you know well, he, yeah. this guy's if if you're working with someone who can write their own material. I think you gotta have to. You have to sort of. You have to kind of plan for that and hope right. that they do. Yeah. So you go. Here's my first draft. Let's all make this better together. And then he'll hopefully we'll all go in the studio and they'll have a better idea. Well, particularly if and you're they, if you're going to be there, then idea. that's great. Yeah. You know. Uh, but but it is a collaboration of like yeah try yeah that's great let's do that you know. Um. So all this talk about writing uh stand up and writing for other people goes perfectly into an exercise that I sometimes do at the end of my podcast mm. where you get to help me with a bit. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Fine. I have a couple of options for you. All right. So here are the so cuz I have these kind of these things that I wrote down their ideas they're just like deep down in my file where it's like and I went down and looked for them I was like oh those I forgot about those but they're pretty good, but there's nothing in right. them really right now. So the first one, I'll give you a choice, and then we'll just bang out just a couple of, we get a couple of, one good, decent, two, five yeah, punchlines. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if we can turn this How into a half hour bit. What's that? How often do you do stand-up? I've been doing it like um, two or three times a week Great. lately. Like so, LA style? Um, LA schedule in New York? Well, you know, I mean, I, mean, I can't, it's hard to do it more than that. Uh, yeah, for me, you get a job. yeah, and uh, and, and also kids. you know, yeah, and and it's and it's hard to get like regular work at any particular place unless you're doing like the 140 spot. Like you can't go down to the cellar and get decent spots unless you do the shitty spots. And I'm not doing those yeah. shitty spots, so so I have to kind of pick and choose. But there's a lot of rooms around town. I have fun doing it. So this, so here's one because this was a long time ago. I signed up for you know Children's International is a charity. So this is about charities. Children's International is a charity. You know when your um, people stop you on the street? No, I do a lot of work with Children's International. It yeah, <laughs> like I have seven kids. Um, when people, uh, I don't know if that happens here. Maybe there's not as much walking around here. People, but you've been it's in New York. Sign, people stop yeah. you in here. It's at sign, Whole Foods. They ask. Sign, okay, so sign this, or or it's more like you know, hey, you can help these people. So it's a charity that they want you to, give, and you would end up giving like you know, twenty bucks a month or something like that to to this thing, and it kind of ongoing until you have to be have to cancel it yourself you have to like call visa and say quit paying these little fucking guatemalan kids money because i'm an asshole that's funny so they stop you and you know the 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 idea the, the thing well, that I, where my mind goes initially is calling visa and i'm saying like so we'll stop making the payments to children's international <laughs> but you want us to keep making the payments to fucking porn hub <laughs> That's right. Like of course. What is the other? What is the other believable yeah. payment that I yeah. would be making? That, yeah, that uh, uh, these still going. That's it. so. You have some other automatic payments, Mister yeah. Havlin. Shall we, we go, go over those? The, yeah, we'll go through those. Yeah, we'll keep that. <laughs> Porn? No, Pornhub. Yeah, no, that's definitely. Yeah, that's dot org, right? No, that's, that's, a, that's not a nonprofit. So what am I on there for a year? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, keep that going. That's auto renew. <laughs> and uh, um, that's actually more of a sketch than a bit but it can work yeah but you could you could you could finesse it into a bit right um but then the other part of that is that with this particular one what they do is it's sort of like they say that you're supporting a specific kid right and they they in the mail they send you a picture of that kid right like you know uh whatever her name is down in guatemala right 
Where my head goes is seeing her wearing a shirt and being like, it's kind of a nice shirt. Well, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of that. Is that like, is she in a private school? In yeah, Guatemala? what kind of school? Like, that's a pretty is, nice desk. That's that looks all right. I don't see any dirt. <laughs> like, but that's part of it is that like, yeah. I, like the, you know, that is the one thing that I was that I was considering. You know that they're going to send you, they're going to send you a picture of a cute little kid, that that you're going to want to take care of. Now, I didn't I didn't really go towards like she's not dirty enough. Right. What I was thinking was, well, I can definitely do that. Or, the, or there's something to them the way we would get ready for class pictures. Like you try to get. Yeah, that's not them. Nice. Yeah, they do the opposite. Yeah, they're they're. They're like, hey, would someone, hey, rub dirt on my face? <laughs> I've got no, some sucker in America. They're taking my picture for the for the American. Yeah, for my American dad. Yeah, yeah. they're sending me twenty two bucks this, a month. Is this a sad face? Is this that. sad enough? Should you give Should me sad. Desperate. Is that the, the photographer yeah, saying it? Yeah. Rub a little dirt on her face. <laughs> There's some. Can you have? Can you? Can you? How are you at drooling? Can you drool on command? <laughs> Do that. We'll make a video. It'll yeah. be nice. Can we but, get more flies in? And the the says, "Where's the fly wrangler?" <laughs> You're dropping the ball, my friend. Yeah. The um and then the other thing was about the uh, uh that that they're never they're not they they do that, but they're not going to send you. It's going to be like a cute little waif. They're not going to send you the picture of some little fucking thug with like a clenching a knife in his teeth right. or something a like child that. Child soldier, yeah. Yeah, child soldier, like seven year old holding scalps and smoking. Yeah. Yeah, like I guess it's not. There's gotta maybe there's like a, I mean there could be like a school for the kid like a modeling school. <laughs> <laughs> that's it's a I whole mean. operation. Yeah, but These that's are, again almost a sketch. Well, if I write a sketch, I'll send it to you. Yeah, Neil Brennan. Thank you, thank you, Jr. Thank you, Neil. Brennan. Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Thanks for welcoming me to California. Welcome to Hollywood. And uh, uh, look for this in August. Yeah, I'll, I'm gonna get. I'll get to. I'll get to him soon. You're gonna get out there, and I'll let you know. Okay. Uh, thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, uh, uh, say good night to everybody. Bye, everybody. That's it, y'all. Neil Brennan in all his glory. Let me hear from you. I want to know what you think. You can post comments right on the website or email me. That's writersblockpodcast at gmail.com. I'm open to suggestions. Remember, Megan Gans is my next guest. That one comes out May 22nd. So tune in and definitely tell your friends. Thanks again for spending your time with us. Say goodnight, blockheads. Blockheads.